0: Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the northern Atlantic.
1: Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just A minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening.
0: Ooh, I feel retrogasmic. Retrogasmic,
2: retrogasmic.
0: Welcome to the Retrogasmic Podcast. I'm Dee, Dee Deluxe. I hope you are all feeling fine and dandy. I hope you're living the dream. Uh, today's show has uh, vintage trivia. We have a B-movie review, The Monster That Challenged the World, from 1957. We have a graphic novel review, and we also have our old chums, the Recliner Rockers, in the studio telling us all about their brand new album. And now, on with the show. So, today's vintage trivia. This is a good one. What was the first proper Hollywood movie to use computer graphics? What was the first Hollywood movie to use computer graphics? Have a think. And so, in the studio today we have once again the recliner rockers so we've got Jeff and Alan how are you doing guys hey yeah good to see you yeah, good thanks now you are the first people ever to do two shows you're very very lucky oh really oh well, or, or unless it's an honor now last time Jeff wasn't with us you were uh, away on holiday or climbing Mount Everest or it was something
3: like, like that or I might have been a little bit sick yeah yeah um
0: let, let's let's start with start with you um you guys have got a new album out. Yep. yep. The release date is May the 11th. That's right. The official release date, although we did do a bit of a pre-release at the Beach Hop. Okay.
3: Yep. But officially May the 11th. Okay. Yep. So
0: it's it's out in CD. I know that. I can see it in mm-hmm. front of me. Very nice yep. it is too. And all the normal digital stuff. It will be. Not yet. Okay, be. on yeah. the release date, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Now, and I know you're planning a big release party in town, but that's yet to be confirmed, so hopefully... Yeah, a um, venue, venue
3: to be confirmed. So by the time yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I finish editing this, I should have had a text from you <laughs> yes. confirming the venue, yes. and I can, I can drop it in later. So, um, so Begging Bowl, great title. From a musician's point of view, I understand entirely why you've called it that, but um, do you want to give us a bit of background on the title? uh begging bowl
1: is one of the songs on the album i think steve was was keen to and, and you agreed didn't
3: you that yeah. to use it as the title of the album like i mean like the ring of the name it and like the song um but also i mean you know uh, the imagery that goes with it
0: yeah so it's, it's not as i mean i'm I'm being an old skeptic, but uh, I've done many a gig where you kind of think, we're not gonna afford the petrol on the way home until, until we sell some CDs. <laughs> so you start <laughs> plugging the CD. <laughs> I mean, is there an element of that in there? Well, maybe subliminally, but yeah. uh, not consciously. I wasn't consciously. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well,
1: there is an aspect of that, you know, we're, we're hanging out for crumbs, a lot of musicians are. Yeah. You know, waiting for uh, the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh,
0: it's not the easiest way of earning a living, for sure. Yeah so um you did beach hop um as always we're always playing at different places to you yes. so we, we didn't get to see you. in fact no, we for didn't. once normally we're on the same stage on the saturday lunchtime. And yeah but play. we weren't this yeah. time. Mm. Um, how did it go how did you, you go on? it was
3: good um beach hop's always been a big thing for us um, um noddy does a great job of yeah. organizing it um and it, it's always a hard weekend but it's always a lot of pleasure yeah for sure and you guys did the sunday morning one so we didn't have to get up early
0: <laughs> Nine thirty a.m start oh yeah, yeah when we'd finished at just gone midnight the night before yeah yeah, yeah. that was it yeah <laughs> so how many shows did you do in the oh
3: we did uh our first one was on onimana beach uh, during the day on friday and then uh, bucks bar friday night uh on the street on saturday and then bucks bar Saturday night, so full all up. Yeah, same as us. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. hard work, isn't it? Yeah, and then in between, we try and catch as many other bands as we can. Yeah, and in your short breaks, you <laughs> can't stray too far, but we try.
0: Yeah. No, so, um, to uh, get back to the album, tell me a little bit about the uh, the process of putting it all together, because I don't think kind of non musicians listening will understand the sheer amount of work. Uh, the organisation and the cost of actually getting going from writing the songs to actually having a physical product in your hand
3: Yeah, well um, Ellen is the, the sole um, um, songwriter of the band, we will contribute um, we uh, yeah we do uh, uh, as, as a bass player I put in my my personality and my parts yeah. and um, Steve puts in his uh, to come up with a final product but um, it usually starts with an idea of Alan's, who, he, he comes along with a, with a song and, uh, and a guitar. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so what about the, 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 the physical thing? I mean, where did you record it? Did you, where did you mix it? Who did the mastering? Who does your artwork for you? I mean, all, all that kind of stuff. People think albums just kind of fall yeah. out the sky. You
3: know? Yeah, well, we spent um, quite a few hours at Roundhead Studios. Yeah. That's Neil Finn's studio uh, with the guy Paddy, and he was really good. Um, great creative atmosphere, good place. Um, yeah. um, more hours than we expected, <laughs> and that, that's not uncommon with uh, as most musicians out there will identify with us. Um, How long did it take? Uh, over the well, putting the album together or writing the songs? No, so no, yeah, the recording. recording uh, a couple of months, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we did five sessions.
3: Yeah, it was five probably sessions. About, yeah, probably about
1: fifty hours in total. Yeah. Okay. For thir- and not too bad for thirteen tracks, no. when you consider some bands can take years, months yeah. to do it. So, it wasn't quite as quick as we expected. Unfortunately, we had a couple of hiccups on the way. A couple of um, things went wrong, but um, we got there in the end. It was a little bit
3: fraught sort of process, you know. It was. Oh, that's all part of the fun. It always is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we had some really good um, guest artists on there. Yeah, yeah, you've
0: got um, uh, Marion on violin. Yeah.
3: Marion um, Burns. Marion Burns,
0: fantastic yeah. violinist. On The Haunted House?
3: Um, yeah, she's on about four tracks, oh, I think, okay. or three or four tracks. Um, fantastic person to work with, too, because when she's she's just got this big personality, uh, the place just lights up. Fantastic. When she's there, it lifts everyone in, and it comes across in your plane.
0: Great. Stuff. Um, so, and uh, you've got Kendall, Kendall Elise on. One yeah
3: track. yeah kendall Lee. she's on a few tracks actually was it oh, three cool. tracks i think um she's again she's amazing to work with um she's yeah she's so much fun she's yeah. she just brings life into it and what a voice yeah no, great voice, what so, a real voice. Pro as well. she's- yeah she's doing really well out there she's got a huge profile and she deserves everything she gets she works hard no absolutely um yeah so very lucky to get her on there as as well as getting uh, bruce madden um He's the go-to guy for keyboards. Um, plays anything, any style. He's got his own band, um, Juice on the Loose. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he can he can just pull any style out, and he always just does exactly what you have in your head. You just fantastic. Say, Play yeah. this. He, he took
1: advantage of some of the great facilities at um, Roundhead as well. There was an old upright piano which sounded fantastic, yeah. um, which we put on a track called um, Lula Mae. And we also pulled the big Hammond B3 down from oh, upstairs. With a Leslie speaker. With a Leslie. Yeah. Yeah, oh, 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 the full works. And uh, nothing else works as well as that on blues, oh, blues no,
3: stuff. No, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: let, let's, um, let's kick off with uh, one of those songs that uh, Marion was playing on. Let's have a listen to Haunted House.
2: Hold on. did you?
0: Fantastic stuff, so my favourite, my personal favourite, Zombie Love, which I insist we play, Uh, you guys have been playing that live for quite a while, Um, that's got a couple of guests on it as well, I believe.
3: Yeah, um, Edwina Thorne, uh, Yeah, trumpet player, she's a colourful character and colourful in her Playing as well, so we wanted some colour in that, and, yeah. and uh, Edwina fit the bill perfectly.
0: Brilliant, so you've got a real larger than life thing going yeah, on. Yeah,
3: fantastic, yeah. Um, yeah, that Zombie Love, yeah, we've been playing that for what, two or three years About now? Two years. Huh? Two years, yeah. and it's always been a favourite. It's always been one that we, we demoed it once, and we had it available on a, on a demo that we sold it as a Beach Hop special once, but we wanted to do a better version of it give it um give it what it deserves and that's why it's there on this album um it's the song that gets the most comments isn't it Al mm, yeah
1: probably.
3: yeah and um and the, oh, the, and w- when you wrote it you wrote it for your for your granddaughter well,
1: my grandson grandson, grandson yeah. asked me he said why don't you write a song about zombies <laughs> and I wrote it <clears throat> and I played it for my my granddaughter um bella who said yes she liked it but when i played it to my grandson Wyatt who'd asked for it he wouldn't listen to it he was too scared <laughs> <laughs> he said zombies freak him out why did you do that
0: <laughs> bless well there you go all right well let's hmm. let's, let's uh, crack in and have a listen this is zombie love
2: Threw her dice across my floor And from the darkness she called my name Her lips were cold, her tongue was ice Her legs had gripped me like a vice So she pulled me into her game kept on coming around We dug a hole ten feet deep to put her in but she wouldn't sleep, and we couldn't
0: my favorite love it so um the last song i would like to play and it's hard to be honest it's a real good album um hats off to you guys there's some great songs on there very nicely produced as well um lula may um i'm sure there's some guests on that someone tell me yes yeah um, we use bruce madden
3: He plays uh, piano on that um and plays uh, just so well better than we could have imagined we just let him loose on it and um then just play to it fantastic and then you'll hear what comes out um Bruce is a great guy he's um and he's along with uh, we've got two bruces yes of bruce, course sax player, bruce french and okay. bruce madden and bruce madden is um you know he he plays in uh, a lot of the tribute bands the the um uh blues brothers band um the who um 60s covers band and um he's he's he can cover any style and and do it so well fantastic yeah so um, we're very lucky to have him
0: that's great yeah. i mean, it's it's you know it's a it's a good product you've done you've done you know some some good stuff um we obviously we we released our album the same time you guys did so we've kind of been through the same grueling but fun process um recording the double bass that's that's always fun yeah. Engin- engineers yeah. always look at you as if to say okay now we did a mixture of of microphones kind of placed high and low Mm -hmm. and uh, direct in and we locked her in a a soundproof cupboard with a glass window so she wasn't feeding back and you know she was a bit ostracised poor girl but it worked really well and it sounded great how how did you you know
3: well on this album um, I'm using two different double basses some of them, for a more natural tone, I borrowed one off my um, good friend Bill Newans, who um, had a nice, open, fully acoustic bass, which we did that. We put a mic in front of it. We baffled it, yeah. isolated me, and I played um, alongside the band. But um, Mr. Horse, as, as the bass that I'm known for, um, is more or less an upright electric bass now. Right. So I can just play play him along with the band um over the years mr horse has developed into this it started as a as a natural um double bass but has become this hybrid beast
0: so there won't be many people in new zealand that haven't seen you guys play live so they'll know what we're talking about but um <laughs> for our for our listener in america and the one in the uk and the, the man in iceland hello um just just tell tell them uh, describe Mr. Horse.
3: Okay, Mr. Horse is a black double bass. Um originally nineteen fifties Czechoslovakian bass. I got I got hold of the bass when I first started in rockabilly and psychobilly back in the eighties. And um and uh, has developed them over the years. He's got a horse for a head with flashing eyes. My brother who who makes props for movies and television gifted that to me mm-hmm. um, th- so many different pickup arrangements and things have been on them uh, but at the moment i've got three pickups one on the bridge one under the neck for the slap and another one on the end of the bridge for the more def- defined finger sound um, like no other bass that there is really yeah. um, and Oh, Mr. Horse has been with me for 25 years or more, so... Yeah,
0: uh, you you climb on it, and... I climb on it. Uh, Alan stands on it and plays guitar solos, you hit mm. it with drumsticks. I think I've seen you do everything to it apart from set it on fire.
3: Yeah, well, that's next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, think I'd get past health and safety. Well, how, yeah. how
0: how reinforced is it, and how did you do it? Well,
3: that? basically, um, Mr. Horse has been broken so many times yeah. and repaired so well that uh it's bulletproof okay everything's bolted down including the bridge the bridge is made of aluminium um and uh, super reinforced with marine grade Glue and okay, right. all sorts of things.
0: So it wasn't intentionally. It just at, at each time it broke from your yeah. your kind of performance misuse, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. Um, you repaired it stronger and stronger. Yeah. Ah, okay.
3: It's been yeah. It's it's full of screws and nails and <laughs> things. And it's um, when when I've taken it into Hewitt's fiddle shop to have the, like the bridge fitted properly, um, it's almost embarrassing because they look at it and go, "What is that?" <laughs> but. Uh, but, you know, they're characters in that shop and they know my base now, yeah. so... Uh, oh,
0: that's great. Yeah. Alright, so let's, let's listen to the, uh, the last of the songs we're going to play today. This is Lula May. Um, any background to this, Alan? Um, <clears throat> is that a real person? or is it Lula a May.
1: no. Lula May is just a naughty girl. Okay. Um, the funny thing is that there's a, there's a line that goes, uh, every time I beat my chest, you just smile and hike your dress. One of my grandsons said, Papa, what does that mean? I said, well, go and ask your mother.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, this is Lula May.
2: Lula May put me up a tree. He made a first. time I beat my chest You just smile and hike your dress Lula may use me shamelessly Every night I come straight home to you But there's always something else for me to do When I say I need my rest You just smile and hike your dress Just smile and hike your dress Lula, may you know me through and through
0: So the new CD, you have got a rather interesting Competition coming up, is that right?
3: Yeah, well, this is the first because we haven't said this anywhere else yet, not even on our Facebook page, Recliner Rockers on Facebook. Yeah. Um, not the Reclining Rockers, that's uh-huh. another band in Australia. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah.
0: thought, I thought rec- Reclining Rockers was one of those armchair things.
3: It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there is a band <laughs> called the Reclining Rockers. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, we're the Recliner Rockers. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I haven't said this anywhere yet, but um, for our album release, with every sale of an album, people are going to go into a drawer, and the winner have to be there on the night. We're going to draw a name out of a hat, wins the band for a night.
0: Wow, so anyone that's bought the CD, so that's whether it's yep. through Facebook or uh, or, or well, they, they have
3: they... to they at the moment you can, you have to buy it there and you have to be there on the night oh okay uh we'll organize something for people who may already have the album we'll work out another way that they can buy a, okay. a ticket or something but um somebody so this will be at the release, party, at the release party to
0: announce where it is later on in the show that's right somebody
3: <laughs> is going to win a free gig yeah, from the so recliner do you, rockers
0: so you guys in theory could just turn up to someone's house and do a show in their lounge.
3: yeah as long as noise control allows it yeah. <laughs> so it's open to uh, anyone who buys a cd not to uh to music venues and people that yeah uh, that's in the commercial sense but if somebody's having a wedding we've got a lot of a lot of uh, fans who've Asked for quotes and things, and and have had to say, oh look, I'm sorry, I can't afford it, or and yeah. that sort of thing. So I'm hoping it goes to one of those for people. Sure, yeah, fantastic yeah.
0: stuff. Okay, well, I, as soon as we've got some information on that, I will uh, make sure everyone knows about it. That's great stuff. Well, look, thank you again. Best of luck with the album, and best of luck with the release on May the 11th, which will be at the. And he leaves a big pause so we can edit in the, <laughs> the venue. All right, thank you guys. See you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so just a a cheeky update from the guys Uh, their launch party is confirmed for saturday the 11th of may it's free entry and it'll be at 57 albert street in auckland city center at a venue called ellis road that's 57 albert street may the 11th go down there check them out and you might even win the band for free
1: evil of nature, tears loose a creature out of the nightmare of time. Spawned by an earthquake on the bed of the ocean, a reptilian earth-shaking beast of the sea, the monster that challenged the world. My tank. My tank. What's wrong? Blake's tank is caught in the under-
3: Right in front of me, I couldn't help it. I
1: better go back. Talk sense. What's down there? I don't know. I never saw anything like it before. It's the size of a dinosaur and ten times more terrifying, hurling the horrors of the unknown at every living thing. <laughs>
0: the trailer from the 1957 film the monster that challenged the world i'll just read you the uh the blurb in this horror film an underwater earthquake in the Sorton sea yields up the eggs of long extinct sea monsters once hatched the monster's offspring sustain themselves by sucking the life forces of various unlucky human land dwellers even worse these horrendous creatures procreate at an incredible rate yeah, I mean, we saw the, the trailer from this and thought, yeah, this will be fantastic. It will be terrible. But it's not actually that bad. There's some fairly good special effects. The script, is, script isn't bad. I mean, some of the, uh, the kind of the logic and the supposed science behind it is ridiculous. But, you know, we're talking giant underwater caterpillars. So it's not going to be um, not going to be Einstein. But, um, you know, it's obviously very, very low budget. But there's some decent-ish acting in it, and um, a nice mixture of kind of romance, military, doomed teenagers, and there's a few real good kind of make-you-jump shock scenes. So, yeah, good. Um, I reckon 3.87 out of 5, but definitely worth the beer and the popcorn.
2: Ooh, I
0: feel retro retrogasmic! So, how did you get on with the trivia? Thought this was a bit of a tricky one, but uh, this, is, this is real interesting. CGI is kind of part of everything we watch. In fact, some movies now are more CGI than they are anything else. But when was it first used in a proper Hollywood movie? Well, I'll tell you, it was in Vertigo in 1958, the Hitchcock movie. It was only used in the intro sequence, the so kind of the, the, the credit sequence, but that was the earliest computer graphics. So I want to talk about um, a graphic novel I came across called The Motherless Oven by Rob Davis. Um, It's not strictly retro or vintage although the uh, the kind of the hypothetical era it's set in definitely looks kind of Britain in the 1950s and the drawing style is uh, very much kind of black and white pen and ink style which has that 1950s kind of feel to it the the thing that struck me most about this is is the intelligence behind it it's an astonishing piece of work um let me, let me read you the, the, the sleeve notes. In Scarpa Lee's world, parents don't make children, children make parents. Scarpa's father is his pride and joy, a wind-powered brass construction with a billowing sail. His mother is a Bakelite hairdryer. In this world, it rains knives and household appliances have souls. There are no birthdays, only death days. Scarpa knows he has just three weeks to live. As his death day approaches, he is forced from his routine and strikes out into the unknown, where friendships are tested on authority challenged. And this kind of gives you a, a little bit of an idea of, of, of the nature of this, this piece of work. It's uh, from a teenage point of view, but it's not sickly and, and full of horrible ants. Um, it's very, very nicely put together. The, the artwork, every frame, every page composition is beautiful and the story itself it would make a fantastic movie i highly recommend even if you're not really into graphic novels try and grab this from the library Um, it's called the motherless oven by rob davis and uh, you won't be disappointed I've, i've had this for a week from the library and i've already read it three times
2: Retrogasmic,
0: And that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, please leave us a review. It really, really helps people to see the podcast. Thank you to Feedspot, who voted us number one in the top ten vintage podcasts in the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> very nice of you. Um, if you fancy a bit of original Kiwi rock and roll and rockabilly, jump on to Bandcamp. Check out Boom Boom Deluxe's most excellent new album. <laughs> it's called Teenage Juvenile Delinquent Rock and Roll Horror Beach Party. It's worth buying just because it's got a cool name. We will see you next week. Bye. gas me.